having sleepless nights, thinking about handing your notice in? Does it feel too scary to even contemplate? Listen in today to unlock the secrets of embracing this milestone and progressing your business forward, plus feeling fantastic about firing your boss. Hello, this is Lucy Orton here, positive psychology coach and expert on getting people out of procrastination and away from self-sabotage so that they can leave their corporate job and become the purpose-led CEO of their own business that they were meant to be. This is the Resign and Shine podcast and welcome to today's episode, which is all about the resign piece. So let's crack on. Today's episode of Resign and Shine is going to be a bit of a corker and really digs into one of those fundamental milestone, but also totally fear inducing for some people steps in terms of moving yourself out of that comfy corporate job and Elsa style into the unknown for your purpose led business. So before we start, I want to give a really big disclaimer here. While today's episode is all about making your notice kind of handing in day exhilarating, not terrifying, I am not in the business and will never be in the business of telling people to resign their corporate jobs because actually that's not my decision. That is none of my business. It is your decision and you are the only one that really knows when you're ready to make that step. So you need to be aware of your own situation enough to know if you're ready and you need to know that you're at the position and at the point in your life where once you resign you're going to find it amazing and exhilarating and positive and not scary and awful and terrifying. So I want to talk to you today about four themes with that disclaimer in mind, which come up when you're handing your notice in and the challenges really that we face. So the first challenge I want to talk about is why is it so scary to hand your notice in? That's going to be our first big topic. And it's really, really interesting to dig into what makes handing our notice in to spend our time and our effort full time on our purpose-led business. Why is that so scary? In the second part of the podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about the ways that you can make quitting a lot easier and how you need to think about that now at this point even if you're not you know quite ready right now to hand your notice in you can start putting a plan in place which is going to make that quitting day so much easier and so much more fun thirdly i'm going to be talking about why it is important to have a plan of resignation even if you're not at that point yet why the plan itself is so important and what we're doing this for really you know what you're in your business for is to make it your main earner and your big success story so in that section we'll talk about why the resignation plan is so key 
the final part of the podcast is going to be about reframing the actual moment, the actual bit where you do the deed from a terrifying moment to an exhilarating moment. And I like that section. It's going to be really cool because I'm going to tell you a little bit about my own story when I fired my corporate boss back in 2008. So let's get going. Why is it so terrifying? Why is the thought of handing your notice in kind of keeping you up at night or filling you with dread? Well, now the number one reason it's so scary is going to require me being a little bit brutal with you. Because if you think it's a scary moment, if you feel super unsure, and if you feel like you're absolutely not ready, not just a little bit unready, but you feel completely unready, then maybe that's because you're not ready. Maybe that's because you've not been taking the action in your business. Maybe you've been getting there bit by bit, but you're not quite at the point where you are all in, in terms of your mindset and in terms of your actions. You're still at that stage where you're squeezing it in, in the spaces of time you can find, but maybe you're focusing on the wrong parts of your business and it just doesn't feel like it's at that stage yet where you can throw yourself into it. You're just not quite ready. And I think that can be That can happen quite commonly when we work on a business from a place of procrastination or perhaps other self-saboteurs because we're not allowing ourselves actually. Something in us is holding ourselves back from getting ourselves in a position where we can hand our notice in. Maybe you're keeping yourself small because you feel fearful of what it will be like to be the head of your business full time, even though deep down you know it's something you want. Maybe at the moment you're, you're kind of resisting it and you're not throwing yourself into all the actions that you need to take. So I would say that's the number one reason that it feels scary is because actually it is scary. You're not quite there yet. You've got some work to do to get yourself in a practical position to fire your boss and in an uh, and in a mental or mindset position to fire your boss. There are some other reasons. I think they're slightly secondary, but they're actually super important and they lead into that mindset piece. The first area is that society can make us feel that we shouldn't be dreaming big. We shouldn't be thinking about leaving our corporate job, especially if it's highly paid, especially if it's got great benefits and a good team. Why would you leave that out of the safety of the corporate world? Why would you do that? Well, obviously, you know why. You've got this purpose, you've got this dream, you've got this mission, and you want to wake up every day with that amazing sense of passion and belief in what you're doing. But society can often lead us to feel like that is a very unusual thought process or that we should be playing, as I say, a lot smaller. We're also led to believe that there's a single path. You know, we start out at school, we get a good university or college education, we get onto the career track and we power forward as fast and as hard as we can. But actually, you know, we question that when we're entrepreneurs. We question whether there is one single pathway and we look at it instead like there's kind of abundance and infinite ideas and places for us to go that doesn't need to be constrained down to a single career path. 
And often linked to that, we are faced with looking at life when we've been in the corporate world for a long time. And I remember this from my own experience of looking at the world through a lens of scarcity, where we see a kind of salary progression, which is limited, has a ceiling. We see a free time progression, which is limited. You know, maybe you can go down to a four day week at some point if you're lucky. But we don't have that abundant outlook that is required in terms of being um, a really successful business owner who is writing the rules to their own life. We're, We're not in that position yet. And I think that comes out strongly sometimes when I talk to people who are very much still aligned with their corporate role, that it's quite hard for them to imagine a world where they get to write their own own rules, where they get to decide how much money they make, they get to decide how much time they spend on their business, how much time they spend doing their hobbies and spending time with their families. So I think that position of scarcity is really a key part in it feeling quite scary because when we feel that we live in a world of scarcity, then of course we want to hold everything close to us and keep things uh, safe, secure and uh, sort of sensible, I guess, in our outlook. It also feels scary to hand our notice in because if we hand our notice in, we can't hide anymore. We can't hide behind being too busy to do our business. We have to go all in. We have to be visible. We have to be determined and we have to be committed to our business every single day. There's no longer any business trips to hide behind. There's no longer any deadlines that are unconnected to our business. And instead, we have to say, yes, this is who I am. This is what I do. And the buck absolutely ends with me. And finally, being fearful, I mentioned procrastination earlier, but being fearful and being worried about handing your notice in is the ultimate procrastination device. It can keep you held back and it can make you just kind of skirt around the edges because if you keep skirting around the edges, you don't ever have to face that big moment when you have to make a very, very strong choice. So what is it you need to do to make quitting easier and to make kind of firing your boss feel more effortless, feel like it's more of a natural progression? Well, you need to build your business so that it is absolutely capable of being the main earner. And you do this in three relatively simple ways. You do it with action, that can be totally imperfect, but still progressive and helpful action in your business. So that means doing the stuff that you're putting off. That means being visible, talking about your business with the right people and really going all in with the exact tasks that you've been holding off from because they feel too much. It feels too real. Secondly, you need to completely tackle procrastination and make yourself and your daily routine really watertight from the kind of damage that procrastination can wreak on it and how it can prevent you from achieving the goals that you so need to uh, get on and, uh, you know, really slay. So that's a really, really important one. And it's something that I deal with every day with my clients, really working on what is it that you need to do next and, and what can help you get to that point. Finally, the third area which will really make quitting easy is banishing all your mindset saboteurs, 
everything that you're telling yourself can't be done for various different reasons, the things that you're worrying about, really pushing through those elements that are not born in reality or practicality, but are actually just stories you're telling yourself. Knowing the difference between something that is physically impossible for your business and something where you're just telling yourself it's not possible or you're you're not able to really see a way through the woods yet. So banishing all the mindset saboteurs, and within that I include um, perfectionism, I include obsessive thinking, I include worrying that you're not good enough. I mean, there's so many, they're endless that, you know, the ways that we stop ourselves, the ways that we sabotage, and the ways that we tell ourselves stories which are simply not true and simply not based in fact. And these really, really hold us back. But once you have that combination of action and lack of procrastination, which obviously is two sides of the same coin, but they they kind of, they act differently, um, and you banish the remainder of your mindset saboteurs, you are going to be in a position where your business is really making progress and you are ready to transform it into your main earner. Okay, let's get back to the why behind why we're doing this, the why behind the why. So the truth bomb here is, the why is, if you don't resign, you are never going to truly shine in your purpose-led business. Like, you just can't go all in without making that final step. And while you can't resign until you feel that this is the moment, and again, I'm never going to tell you when that exact moment is, you really do have to keep pushing towards an end result of, and now I throw myself in to my purpose-led business. So lots of people do keep going for a while. They balance and they juggle and you may well manage it for an extended period of time, but it is very, very unlikely that your business is going to truly go into orbit and find its momentum and really grow and, you know, expand without you going all in. And the reason for that is that you are your business. You know, you are the centrifugal point for your business and everything else revolves around you. The other aspect here is that we just won't believe our business is real if we don't go all in we'll feel like it's just a a very time-consuming, perhaps very expensive hobby. Um, And we won't kind of trust ourselves when people ask us who we are and what we do to think of your identity as actually being partly related to your business. You'll still kind of connect it much more easily and fluidly to your corporate role. And again, I'm not going to tell you to hand your notice in, but my experience shows me that until we are really comfortable with being visible and until we can no longer hide behind our jobs and our companies and say we can't go all in yet or we have to speak or do a certain way and are still owned by someone or some other kind of organisation, we are not going to make that traction. We're not going to be able to truly shine as business CEOs. So that may be unpopular um, with some people who kind of want to carry on doing both forever. But people listening to my podcast and people interested in Resign and Shine are ready to face that that needs to happen at some point, that they need to go all in on their business if they're going to really realise their amazing purpose-led goals. So 
I'm now going to move on to the final part of the podcast, which is to give you a real reframe of what it feels like when you're ready and when you feel like you have maybe not all your ducks in a row, but most of your ducks in a row to fire your boss. And I'm going to tell you a little story about how I did this and how I definitely didn't feel terrified. And I definitely walked away from my resignation meeting or my firing my boss meeting feeling incredibly exhilarated. So when I went in to fire my boss, you know, I had really burnt some mental bridges and done a lot of work on my mindset. So when I went in there, I already felt really powerful and like I was in the right place for my business. And this did not mean, by the way, that I felt 100% ready. I felt mostly ready, but there was still an element of butterflies in my stomach and, you know, just general anticipation about what I was about to do. But I loved firing my boss. It was amazing. And after months and possibly actually years of feeling like I was having to be someone that I wasn't when I went into the office, when I handed my notice in, which was actually quite a long notice period... I still felt totally exhilarated. And it wasn't, you know, like I only had two weeks left to go. I had three months. I had a long, you know, uh, notice period to play out. But something had massively shifted in me. And I felt I could be honest. I could be visible about what my plans were, what was important to me. And I felt super authentic. I felt brave. And I felt filled with purpose. I can still remember that walk home after that commute. It was when I was living and working in the South Bank in London, just off the South Bank. And I walked home that night because I just wanted to really, uh, you know, luxuriate in this feeling. I felt so free and I didn't want to get on a bus or a tube. I wanted to just experience and think through what had happened. It felt really amazing and really, really life-changing, which it, it was. That's exactly what it turned out to be. And I still suddenly, I think, felt really proud of what I was planning to do and really loud about it and able to tell people of my plans. It kind of felt like a real watershed event. And weirdly, I actually carried on working in that same office for this three months, this notice period, and and then actually kept really great working relationships with many of those people. And I'm still in touch with lots of them to this day in different working capacities. But what was weird about all that was I had the best time. I was given better assignments. I did more overseas travel. And I feel like I contributed more loudly in every single way, like in meetings and in other projects. I felt like I was actually most involved that I had that the most involved that I had ever been in that organization right at the end, because I think something in me had shifted and lifted. I was given this boost of confidence within myself that I had worked on and created for myself. And, you know, something really, really shifted when I made that bold leap. But actually, it had really shifted before, maybe not years before, Um, or months before, but certainly in the weeks and moments before my resignation meeting, before I fired my boss, I had finally let go of preconceived ideas about what I should be doing in my life and in my work. And I had made a really concrete plan. So I had practicalities in place for sure. And and that would have been really, really important to me. But also I had done this mental bridge burning, which made a massive difference. It made a difference in how I presented when I went to find my boss. And it made a difference in how I felt and how I acted in the months that followed. 
So the thing is, the truth is really, for some amazing business owners, they sadly can't get past their worries and they can't get past their limiting beliefs about making the jump, about going all in on their business and getting into that position where firing their boss is an option, you know, where they feel like, yes, I can make this happen and I can do it. And that is such a shame. So it's something that really, you know, deeply upsets me when I see people with these fantastic business plans with businesses that have already taken off to a certain degree, but they're unable to make that final leap. So this episode has hopefully reframed why it's so important to embrace this as a positive and an important part of your plan. And this absolutely goes alongside with doing those right tasks, keeping your business progressing and and being visible and fighting off the saboteurs along the way, such as procrastination, perfectionism, etc. that might try and trip you up and might get in your way and hold you back. But if you know, this is an area that you're finding a serious stumbling block. And if you're struggling to even see a time when you could do the deed, even imagine saying goodbye to your corporate identity, if that seems too hard right now, and you'd like some extra support in getting there, some help and some accountability and coaching, then make sure you book a call with me. And the link is in the show notes. So I'd love to chat with you. It's something that I am passionate about, making sure that we don't have lost opportunities and helping people see themselves a path through to that firing their boss scenario. I hope this episode has got you really excited about the time when you're going to actually do the deed, when you're going to say goodbye and shut that office door for the last time. And I hope you enjoyed hearing about my resignation story. I like to tell people it. And it seriously was one of the happiest days of my life. As I've mentioned before, I'm not including my children or my wedding in that uh, list. But outside of that, in terms of my career, my development, my business, that was up there at the very, very top. So if any of you has a great resignation story in the next few months, then don't forget to send me a little email and tell me about it. And maybe I can bring some of those in on future podcasts because people love a resignation story. (laughs) And even more importantly, they like to hear about what came next, the amazing business that was born and really, really grew and soared after that resignation and that boss firing uh, experience. Hopefully this episode has left you feeling really inspired and excited for your own future and that of your business. And that's all for today's episode of Resign and Shine. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to speaking to you very soon.